and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paradigm Playbook. Today's podcast is about the pitfalls, kind of avoiding and recovering business mistakes that that can happen and will happen. Uh, The inspiration comes from Getting Out of Trouble and Staying Out of Trouble by Bill W. Sorensen. Um, you know, th- this is an interesting book and it gets more into the, I think, the, the personal side of business as opposed to the fundamental structures of business and things like that, Steve. Correct. It, it's, it's how you connect the personal side. So it's, it's connecting employees and customers, you know, and, and how a general manager works to manage all that. And I think it's real relatable to the athletic community and how athletic clubs are, are derived and, and, you know, not simply the, the coaching, but the organizational structure and things like that. So uh, the quote for today is managing a business is like jumping on a trampoline. It's exciting. It's invigorating and satisfying. It's great fun and a great way to show off. And trampolines are like businesses. They can help you look good and achieve great things. They can also help you wipe yourself out. Yeah. Um, and that's by uh, William Sorensen, uh, who happened to invent the trampoline, right? Yeah, so it, it, this is a, a really a great book for me to dig into. Bill was one of my mentors uh, early on in business, and I learned a lot from him. I worked for him for many, many years. Um, he was the founder of American Athletic, which became AMF and is now AAI. So the gymnastics club owners that are listening today will recognize the name Bill Sorensen, Um and uh, he also then went on to found a consulting company that was doing uh, business turnarounds. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information in this book is about those turnarounds. So it's, you know, how should you have handled it? But then once you're in trouble, how do you get out of it and then stay out? So, like, let's fix it. Yeah, and, and I think the great point here is uh, sometimes before you can complete your mission or achieve your vision, right, you got to stop the bleeding. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the basic thing. So he talks about awareness. He talks about uh, uh, action. He, he talks about, so it covers the fundamental knowledge, procedures, actions, processes, all those things that you need connect the various groups of people within the business. Um, and we'll dig into the three-pointer, but a lot of it is around the people side of this. Yeah, and, and, and what it takes to, to right the ship, right? All businesses go through struggles. Everybody that has a business in this day and age has been through the struggle the last two years. So um, the, the key components here are you have to be aware. And I think that's really what it comes down to mm-hmm. when you talk about connecting those dots. It's, it's the awareness you have to have in your business while you're still working on the business at the same time. Um, let's, let's dig into the three pointers today. Uh, the, the first point is, um, the problems, right? You have to identify the cause, not just the results. So everybody knows when the bottom line is getting worse, right? But what is causing that is huge. And, and, and on the personal side, you know, the, the problem can be, um, somebody's unhappy or somebody left or, um, but that's not your real problem. Correct. So that's, that's back to the cause. The second uh, of the three pointers today is the fundamentals of general management, kind of that going back to e-myth almost. It's the entrepreneur, the owner, the manager, and, and how all of that plays into 
identifying those problems, right? Because the, the problems aren't always clear cut. And, the, and what we've hit on in a lot of our, our game plans uh, in recent weeks is taking that role of general manager or entrepreneur, however you want to define it, and saying, okay, how much of your time are you spending on that? The more your business grows, the more attention that needs. Yeah, and the third point here is businesses are like trampolines, right? As we talked about in that quote, they can make you look good, feel good, feel great, but they can also wipe you out real quick. Yeah, and we'll dig heavy into that. Um, but let's let's get into that first one. Let's go back to problems and see if we can identify um, basically the big three in problems. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, it comes down to a subset of three things, right? Your problems are either your people, mm-hmm. and that can be clients as well as employees, as well as kind of the, the general culture of the company. Um, your revenue, obviously everybody, well, everybody should be looking at revenue, not make, some people might not. Um, and then the third one is kind of the costs. And if you look at revenue versus costs, now you're, you're basically determining profit, right? Yeah. So, and, and whether you say the third problem is, is profit or cost, it's the same thing. Yep. It's, it's the relationship between revenue and costs. Um, but it's, to start with the, the people, um, and it can be whether you're overstaffed or understaffed, um, it's hard to understand overstaffed until you get into your costs, but it's possible. Um, and then we've talked about this before, the right people in the right seats. Yep. And that is something that Bill spends a lot of time on recognizing who's in the right seat. So let's say you have a, you know, a great sales team mm-hmm. um, that are unhappy and it, it maybe is a manager. And, you know, we've talked about the Peter principle and all that, but sometimes you take your best salesperson or your best teacher and make them a manager and they're not so good at that and you have to get people back in the right seats. Yeah, and and the, the people situation, overstaffed, understaffed, right butt, right seat, you know, it comes down to identifying, I think, the strengths and weaknesses. So as you go back to the SWOT analysis that we taught a few weeks ago, that can be applied to so many different areas to try and figure out who should uh, rise in different areas. And uh, one of the things that we've talked about previously as well that I think is important to reiterate is that concept in baseball of the five-tool player, yeah. right? Uh, small business requires many five-tool players as opposed to specialists. Um, and, you know, there is a time, there is a scale component to the specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of companies, they, you know, even if you go back to that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial seizure that happens... You're that great coach, that great trainer, that great whatever that that inspired you know the start of a business. Well, you may be that great coach, but are you that great manager? Are you that great? Are you everything else that you need to be? And and one of the key as a coach, you recognize that um, it's very easy to spend too much or not enough time on your best athlete. Yep. And so that happens in business as well. So dividing your team and letting the best continue to grow. And the ones that need training get it, but being able to listen to them all. So, you know, there's a great book that talks about management by walking about. And, it, you know, you have to be out there in the business, but thinking about how you're running the business. Yeah, so the second kind of subset under problems is the revenue, right? And a lack of revenue is the number one problem for any small business, right? Yeah, that, that's what is most often identified. You know, we just ran out of money. But there are problems created by excess revenue yeah um uh, sometimes it slows down your progress you, you know the old fat and happy idea yeah um but then 
revenue includes everything from investment to forecasting to budgeting to banking, pricing, marketing. And marketing ties real close to that because um, sometimes we, we cut back on our business when revenues are down rather than increase our marketing. So there's a connection there. And we'll, at the end of the game plan, we'll start tying all these pieces together. And then the, the last one that you have to really pay attention to is costs, right? So, you know, in the pricing, talking about changing your pricing and what goes into the pricing, it's as important to understand cost. And we have spent in our company a lot of time recently looking at our managerial accounting, which is also known as cost accounting. And if you don't understand uh, the varying economic principles, the market, the pricing, uh, and the decisions you make as it pertains to supply chain, as it pertains to coaching, payroll, all those things, you can find yourself charging the same dollar amount you know, today that you charged five years ago, but your prices have doubled, and that just eats away at the ability to continue the business operation. And and so we've all been through the supply chain, and, and yep. you see how that affects every, and it affects every everyone from you know shipping you know frozen potatoes across the the country to to fuel and fuel costs and all those things. But we don't think about those market conditions in close to us, mm-hmm. but. Um, for example, if, if McDonald's raises their starting salary, yep. that affects you. And you Absolutely have to think about that. And it changes your hiring. And if you have to pay more, then it changes your class structure. So there's there's an interconnection of all these things. And that's where Bill says, um, you know, to go back to the cause of the problem and just don't focus on what that problem looks like to you right now. Absolutely. All right. Jumping into the the second uh, of the three points, uh, the fundamentals of general management. Um, This is talked about probably in every good managerial book that exists is the balance of working in versus working on the business. Uh, Working in the business is meeting with a client, running a class, doing something that is, uh, you know, a revenue generation activity. Working on the business are all the things that make revenue generation possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, putting up in the case of Grand Slam, see, we talk about Grand Slam all the time as an example. Sometimes you got to step back, take away that lowest profit item and build something out in whether it be a ninja course or a, a new gym or a, a Captain Cook's pirate golf, right? <laughs> you have to look at those things and those are working on it at the same time. But it's not just the changing of the layout of the floor. It's measuring the square footage profitability on the floor to make the decision to say, hey, we should change that. It's also not focusing on a problem once it shows up. It's about foreseeing a problem by paying attention on a lot of little things. Um, So sometimes um, you can have a segment of the business that's still profitable, but it's declining. The profit's declining or the top line revenue is declining. And then that requires focus immediately, not waiting until it causes a negative on your books. Yeah, and one, one I think, really important point that I want to hit here, and then we'll skip to the third one, and we'll, we'll recircle back to all this stuff as we do the uh, game plan video. But one real important thing to understand is, is technology, right? And it can be uh, a key or it can be a huge distraction and time waste, right? Yeah, and, and there, there are people that get tied up in that, and, and we talked about this in marketing. Um, it's great to say, you know, we do social media marketing, but it shouldn't be your only marketing. So um, I don't want to dwell on that right now, but I, I think you have to be aware of technology. And the allure of, you know, I, what I say is this shiny red Corvette, 
is like, you know, you start chasing something and you lose your, your center on your business. All right. So let's, let's skip in here, uh, to the third one, which is the, I think the most intriguing <laughs> point and, and the, you know, the idea that businesses are like trampolines. Um, and again, you know, when you get on a trampoline, you feel the rush, you feel airborne, weightless and powerful. Um, but if you're not looking to the landing on the next jump, your knees come out below you and you, and you fall. Yeah. So, so everybody that's been on a trampoline knows what it feels like to have your knees buckle if you hit it at the wrong time. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes we have two people bouncing on a trampoline and one can cause your, the other's knees to buckle. But the idea of trampolining is to, to hit the center of the trampoline with your legs straight. And there's only one spot on the trampoline that throws you directly straight vertically. And that's the absolute dead center of that trampoline. Call it the and, bullseye. Yeah. So anything else on that trampoline sends you in the counter position. So a little behind center send you a little bit in front of center. So if you let those things keep throwing you forward, back, left, right, now you're all over a thing and there's a constant correction. The other thing in trampoline, and everybody that's been on trampoline know this, that you you affect your balance while you're in the air by movement of your arms. It changes your center of gravity. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're constantly correcting. Bill uses that to say, okay, now your business is the same thing. Number one thing, stay centered. Yep. It makes sense. Constantly be correcting. Be aware of where you are. Know where the pitfalls are. The pitfalls in a trampoline, the closer you get to the springs, the better it is a pitfall. In business, the closer you get to a problem, whether it's revenue or a person leaving, um, you know, that's like getting close to the springs. So you don't want to make big corrections. You want to make constant little corrections. Yeah. And, and, you know, I look at it, uh, very similar in navigation on the waters. And, uh, just imagine you're, you're on a sailboat and you're, you're going to sleep for the night and you set the autopilot and you're, you're headed on a certain course or where you think you're headed on a certain course, but you're one degree off when you go to bed. Mm -hmm. How many degrees off are you when you wake up? And so if you can make those little consistent corrections, you avoid that massive necessary correction or that overhaul. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and if you overcorrect when it's not really needed, yep. then your problem's worse. So a, again, stay centered, awareness. Um, Bill talks about staying three moves ahead. You know, you, you know what tricks you're coming. You know where I have to be. If it's a backward somersault, okay, if I'm a little bit forward, I'm okay. If I'm a little bit backward, maybe not so much. Yeah, um, and, and I think, Steve, the point you made that is probably the most valuable takeaway for me in just talking about this is know when you don't have to correct. Yeah. Know when there's nothing necessary, that it's, it's, it's head trash, it's assumption, it's something that is not viable and you... Uh, because you can chase, you can go down that rabbit hole mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're going, well, it didn't work, you know? Yeah. So pay attention to what needs change to make the change as necessary, but don't change when it's not necessary. And, and, you have to be and, and I think Dave, the, the last thing um, that he talks about, don't let those problems or troubles scare you. Yeah. They're, they're inherent in the business. They're inherent on a trampoline. Trampoline's scary. Yep. I mean, but don't be afraid of it. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the summaries uh, that we took away is that successful entrepreneurs are always in a state of learning, right? The whole inspiration behind Paradigm Playbook is yeah. to be in that state of learning. It helps us as much as it helps anybody else because we're constantly going back to the concepts that we've used, we've we've read about, we've applied, and now we're discussing them again and we're doing it all over. So I think it's very important, you know, as a successful entrepreneur, 
the good ones are always learning, which goes right back to a book we haven't hit yet, but we're going to, which is the laws of lifetime growth and how that kind of forces you forward at mm-hmm. all times. Um, all right. That's going to wrap up today. Uh, next week, be sure to listen in. It's a great one. Relentless solution focus, train your mind to conquer stress, pressure, and underperformance. Um, by Dr. Jason Selk and Dr. Ellen Reed, probably one of the most influential books in my yeah, this business. Is one career. of my favorites, and you know, I, I just posted that on LinkedIn. You know what? Whatever you're reading, drop it right now. Pick up that book. Yeah, this is a book you want to read the whole thing. Relentless Solution Focus next week. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.